Hey guys, this is John Barksell, and I just want to tell you, if you haven't listened to the Three Ball Podcast, you're missing out on a host that's headed for brighter lights and bigger things. Galt Goldman has a plethora of accurate statistics, and his sports acumen, acumen is second to none. Look out, Stephen A., Skip, Pollock, Cowherd, Patrick. He's next. Catch him now so you can say you were there in the beginning. Hello, and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast. Today, I'm going to be doing... Uh... My predictions for game two um, and the AEW review from last night because AEW was a little bit wild, a little bit shorter podcast today. Uh, so in game one, obviously the Suns did win 118 to 105. Uh, Booker played for the whistle and he got the whistle. Giannis had 20, Middleton 29, but took 26 shots and shot 5 of 12 from 3. Drew Holiday shot 4 for 14. Uh, as I said, Booker played for the whistle. He had 27, but shot 8 of 21 and 1 of 8 from the three-point line. Uh, Paul, 12 and 19 for 32 points. Aiden basically had a 20 and 20 game. Uh, Cam Johnson attending campaign and 10 off the bench. Uh, game two, I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix wins tonight as well. Uh, just because they're at home and Booker's going to get the whistle at home. I don't think he's going to get it on the road. But it's... Not it's not a fun NBA to watch with uh people their only way of getting a basket is drawing a whistle. I don't like it, but it is what it is. Uh so I think Phoenix will probably win tonight's game. Because I had the Bucks in game one, they lost, but it's okay. So now let's move on to AW. They had their big once once so once a month a lawyer giving away pay-per-view matches for free type thing. So we can maybe get over a million viewers. <laughs> so uh, my my satellite connection on this was dipping in and out. Um, I I got I watched most of it though. Uh, I missed some of the Cody Q T Marshall match and uh, freaking. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. So first we had Cody Rhodes versus Q T Marshall in a strap match. What the hell is that? No, no, I know the strap matches, but they call it a South Beach strap match, and I don't know what the hell that is. But uh, and QT didn't even get an entrance. They said, "Nah, fam, you're the heel. No, you don't get an entrance, dude." Uh, Cody got his long three minute intro where he came out and did like tried to act like the Macho Man. He was spinning around with Arn Anderson. And it was stupid. But it is, it's whatever. Um, I write down JTG to Shad had the best strap match I've ever seen. Two mid-carters at best. Uh, RIP to Shad, but JTG had the best strategy ever to win the match. Shad, Shad would hit the turnbuckle. So to win a strap match, you have to tap all four turnbuckles uh, in like a span of a minute. And if you did, or continuously, and if you don't, then it resets. Well, Shad would touch it, and he was getting dragged. JTG was getting dragged by Shad, so Shad would touch it, and JTG would touch it, and they did that for three of them. And JTG jumped on his back, or jumped on his back, and hit the fourth one and won the match, which I thought was an awesome finish that you typically don't see for strap matches. But whatever. Um, we had interferences. Uh, Dustin Rhodes came out and hit somebody, uh, and then they they were pushing this that Cody would. QT is bigger than Cody, so why is QT being the one outpowered the whole match? It is weird to me, but whatever. 
Uh, Cody won uh, because he's Cody Rhodes. He is the booker, and he said, I'm winning again. Uh, much like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, he books the show, and he said, I win. <laughs> so then we had a Kenny Omega interview, but before that, I missed I missed the best part of the show, which is Sean Spears. But he got beat up, so it's not really good. Uh, Sean Spears is freaking hilarious to me. He go, goes around carrying his chair with his mohawk. He's freaking stupid, but I love Sean. He's funny. Um, so we had Kenny Omega doing his interview. Omega looks stupid with his little Triple H cybers. He came out there with Don Callis. And Don Callis took the mic from Tony Schiavone 10 seconds into the interview. Uh, and they chant, he got fired at Don Callis because of Impact. He got fired. But none of these fans freaking watch Impact Wrestling. Like, no, nobody in the nobody in this arena knows anything about impact. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely not a planted crowd chant right there. Okay, whatever. Um, and then the Dark Order come out for some stupid ass reason, and uh, the the dude with the mask and the out of shape uncle comes out here. With, he comes out here with the microphone, and. Uh, <laughs> He looks like an out of shape uncle, and then he talks and he says, "Hey, Hangman had a patient surgery shot at your ta- at your title." And Kenny Omega said, "Hey, what's the capital of Thailand?" And he's just like, "What the hell are you talking about?" He said, "Bangkok," and then he kicked him in the nuts. Uh, <laughs> great segment right there. Uh, and then the Dark Order got beat up by the Good Brothers. And then Hangman out of page came out. And he hit, he punched his uh, Nakatazawa, whatever his stupid name is. And then Tazawa actually decides, this is great writing, by the way. He gets punched, and then he he's flopping around and runs back and hits Omega. <laughs> like, like he had that much momentum after he got punched. Great writing right there. I love it. <laughs> and then Omega uh, ran away. And then we had an interview with Darby Allen and Ethan Page and Jim Ross said, What the hell? Why do you two guys hate each other? This is stupid. And Jim Ross said he he's disgusted by them. He said they don't want to have a match. They want to end each other's careers. And I'm disgusted. And then Jim asked why they have a history together. And I wrote down, why is Scorpio Sky not here? He's the best part of the feud, but whatever. <laughs> Scorpio said, no, I'm not showing up tonight. I'll be good. But anyways, he has why they have a history, and it's because <laughs> freaking Ethan Page been in the biz for 12 years. Darby Allen's been two years in the biz, and Darby Allen's already getting more attention than Ethan Page. <laughs> Sorry, Impact does that to people. Ethan Page... And apparently they're having a coffin match at some point. Cool. At Fighter Fest. <laughs> I guess that's another pay-per-view they're giving away for free. Who knows? Uh, then we had FTR and Wardlow versus Santana and Ortiz with Jake Hager. So this is just another inner circle versus pinnacle thing that I, I could care less about. This feud sucks. Uh, to me, the best part of the feud is Sean Spears with a chair. It just comes out and hits people. Freaking amazing. Best part of AEW last couple weeks. Sean Spears with a chair. Um, so then we had another... Conan is out here, but he's not here with the three-life crew with Impact. 
So Conan's coming out here. Uh, and I also wrote down because they mentioned in the commentaries that Sean Spears was on the show and he got beat up by Sammy Guevara. What? Sean had a chair. It's Sammy. Sammy was a little man. Whatever. Um, Santana hit two amigos, which means he did two suplexes. Uh, you do three. It's called the three amigos, which Eddie Guerrero used to do. But he only hits two, and then he follows it up with a German suplex, which I thought was cool. Uh, Ortiz wears some nice, cool red shoes. Uh, and I love how Conan is back after last week where he got spiked pile drived. They just said, yeah, come back come back for next week. He, Conan got spiked pile drived with all his health issues, and they said, yeah, come back the next week. Great, great writing there, too, by the way. Um... Uh, Hager got a nice hot tag, and then he did his weird thing. Um, I don't watch the picture-in-picture thing. It's stupid. Um, and there's no... FTR's doing tag moves in the ring, and there's no count for them to get out of the ring, because this is an AW tag match. Um, and I wrote down, Jake Hager is a very slow, awkward worker. Now, he's... I'm not saying he's a bad worker, but Jesus. He just... Get, he gets a tag, and it, unless it's a hot tag, he's moving around very slow and awkward. He's throwing awkward punches when they went into a, a punch off. Um, Hager also didn't let, also let, so the inner circle have the advantage, and then Jake Hager says, Nah, I'm gonna let you tag out to Wardlow just because I don't like him. Great writing. Um, so, Hager and Wardlow had a weird punch-off, and then FTR and Wardlow win with a distraction from Tully Blanchard and something stupid. Then Conan decided to hit Wardlow with a sock with a ball in it, <laughs> and then Tully Blanchard came up and chop-blocked him. Oh my god, what a segment. Um, and then, after that... <laughs> We have the Good Brothers trying to hype up a Fighter Fest match, I do believe, for the IWGP United States Championship, which is a Japan-US Championship, which makes no sense, but okay, you do you, Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I, I don't even, I think it's Carl Anderson? No. Yeah, it is Carl Anderson. He's the machine gun, okay? He's the machine gun. He's doing, he, he's hyping up. <laughs> Nothing's bigger than when the machine gun Carl Anderson returned to New Japan, brother. And it's stupid. It was idiotic for me. Um, I, because none of these, obviously the hardcore fans care about what happened in Japan, but some dude who just turned on the TV who watched wrestling on a casual Wednesday night doesn't care about Carl Anderson in New Japan being called the machine gun, okay? Like, it's stupid. They don't care about that. They turned off the TV when they saw Carl Anderson pretending like he's shooting a machine gun. It was stupid. Um, man. <laughs> and they're trying to hype up this New Japan match coming into Fighter Fest, but I didn't care. Uh, then we had MGF and Jericho in a sit-down. Uh, this is another pinnacle and inner circle thing, which, why do we keep pushing this? Uh, and then the, the crowd was chanting Y2J, and Jer Chris Jericho said, yeah, Y2J's dead. Um, and uh, apparently, Chris, Chris Jericho, much like Christian back in the day in WWE, he's like, I want one more match, one more match, one more match, and that's what this is. 
And I wrote down, and NJF said, well, there's going to be a stipulation to it. And I said, hopefully, yeah, this, hopefully the stipulation is if Jericho loses, he has to retire. But that ultimately wasn't it. And NJF pulling a Jeff Jarrett because the, because the stipulation is you have to be all of the pinnacle, I do believe, in all different matches. And then you beat all of those guys, then you can face me. That's some Jeff Jarrett type <laughs> crap when he was running WCW. He did that to Kevin Nash. Um, basically, Chris uh, has go through the pinnacle. And MJF in this promo, I'm, I mean, from what I could hear, I may have had the volume a little bit low. Because I don't care for Excalibur on commentary. But to me, it didn't sound like MJF was getting that much of a boo pop. Like, the heel's supposed to be hated. He's, when he announces the stipulation, they're supposed to go, Boo, you suck. And MGF got a boo. Yeah, that's about it. Um, but okay. And then, um, MGF <laughs> said, Well, I come from New York, brother. You gotta shake my hand for this to be official, brother. Dude, Jack. And then uh, Jericho hit MG MJF with his Judas effect, which is basically just a crappy elbow because they got no momentum from it. It was just, eh, from a handshake to an elbow. And it was stupid. Whatever. Great booking. From Tony Khan. Dumb man. And then we went to Britt Baker uh, backstage with Tony Schiavone, who I, I'm confused what Tony Schiavone is at this point. Whatever. Um, Burt Baker said that nobody wanted to watch their match last week because it was stupid. And I, I agree. Good, 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 good. Um, she also said, well, TK, uh, Tony Khan, I draw millions for you. And the show doesn't even pull a million half the time. But okay, you know, you draw millions, Burt Baker. Cool. Then she does DMD, and then Tony Schiavone decides to do it with her, which I'm confused because Rick Baker's supposed to be the heel, or is a heel champion, and now she's the face? I don't know. Two heels fighting against each other. Oh, we had Matt Seidel, a.k.a. Evan Bourne, versus the debut of Andrade from WWE. I don't know. His name is still Andrade, but it, they added something else to it, and I don't care for it. Um, so Andrade came out with no reaction until he took off the black mask that he was wearing. He's doing the whole black mask from, uh, DC comic type thing. He got no reaction when he came out. Um, he's, do he's doing the black mask thing, like, in DC, which I thought was cool. He does, he did get a cheer when the mask came off. And I wrote, why is he wrestling in dress shoes and dress pants? Which was cool. Or, <laughs> not cool. Andrade hit a cool spinning brain buster, but then later in the match, he does a moonsault where he misses and then does another moonsault just in case you forgot wrestling was fake because that's stupid and it would never work just in case you thought it was fake. Uh, somebody misses a dive and then lands on the feet and does another dive just in case you thought wrestling was real. Um, so, uh, Andrade won the match. Uh, Thought I, I haven't been watching AW in the past couple weeks. I, I thought it was random, but it might not be. Who cares? He also attacked Matt Seidel after the match. So great. And then it was Arn Anderson. Arn, Arn Anderson's in the ring for something I didn't care for. But then we had Malachi Black, a.k.a. Alistair Black, who just showed up out of nowhere and attacked Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes. And then Excalibur said, hey, I fought Malachi 15 years 
go in Dusseldorf, Germany. And nobody cared for the $200 that everybody paid to show up. $200 total. But whatever. Uh, then Ricky Star. Okay, wait. So before we get into that, before we get into Ricky Starks, all the people, all the marks in wrestling are going crazy for Aleister Black being in AW. But Aleister Black ain't no draw. What? AW needs somebody real who can get people to watch the show. Aleister Black ain't getting nobody up from their 900,000 or 800,000 views. You're not hitting a mill with Aleister Black. That's just the way it is. Aleister Black's probably not going to be a World Heavyweight Champion in the next couple months. I can tell you that. This is the hottest Aleister Black will ever be in the business, and we're not, you're probably not going to do anything with him. Same with Andrade. Andrade is probably the hottest in the business you will ever see him ever since when people get released from WWE. That's the hottest they are in the business. Let's just face it. Hogan, <laughs> unless you're Hulk Hogan and then you're hottest in the business when you turn heel and join the New World Order, brother, which was like 25 years ago from yesterday. So everybody thought there was going to be a big heel turn, which there was none. Um, I read that. They were like, somebody's going to turn heel tonight since it's the 25-year anniversary of Hulk Hogan in the New World Order, brother. But that, that, that did not happen. What? It didn't happen. Um, so that's great. But who, AEW needs somebody real that can get people to watch the damn show. Ain't nobody watching the show because, hey, you hear Aleister Black's on AEW now? Cool. Change the channel. <laughs> oh, Pawn Stars is on. Yeah, I'll watch Pawn Stars instead of AEW. Get out of here. <laughs> now, you tell me somebody like, hey, like Rampage Jackson in here. Okay. UFC player Rampage Jackson. Okay, let me turn it on real quick. Conor McGregor's. Okay, well, Conor McGregor's on the show. Well, why? You know, why not? Floyd Mayweather's on the show. Okay, Floyd's on the show. Why not? I mean, hey. I may not like having celebrities on the show, especially if they're not going to wrestle. And if they do wrestle, they're beating somebody on the show. That's stupid. Like, but Bad Bunny kind of helped Raw's ratings. Not really, but kind of. They kind of stuck around the same, but whatever. Or dipped a little bit. So it was whatever. Um, so then we had Ricky Starks earlier in the week. Ricky Starks was talking. And he said, this sucks. Brian Cage sucks. That's basically what he said. And then Taz came out. It's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? I'll put you in the Taz mission. And then uh, Brian Cage beat up Ricky's security team. It was, it was great. And then it was the Blade and the Bunny versus Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. I skipped the match. Um, I'm sure it was pretty decent. I just don't care for Orange Cassidy. I know a lot of people like his work. But Orange Cassidy is about like Matt Riddle to me. Matt Riddle's gimmick is I'm a server bro who's high. That's not a good gimmick to work in WWE. Orange Cassidy's gimmick is hey, I wear jeans and I'm going to kick your shins. I think it's stupid and unrealistic. I know a lot of people like his work. But I'm not one of those people, and so I'm not gonna tell. I'm not gonna tell you that it was awful. If you're into that sort of thing, then it was good. It was probably great to you, but I didn't watch the match. I skipped through it. <laughs> but you know, uh, I, I'm I'm sure it was pretty decent. Uh, also, they showed that Jungle Boy has 50 wins now in AEW. Wow, over pushed much. Uh, Amanda Nunez is here, and they don't want uh, this dude. Uh, Trying to figure out what this dude was, who this dude was. 
He's a trainer. His last name's Lambert. I think it's like Adam Lambert or something. I don't know. But the guy who, this Lambert dude came out and said, Tony Khan invited to the show. And then, this sucks. <laughs> basically, he said, this show sucks. It's unwatchable. AW sucks. That's what he came out and said. It was like if Tony Khan had me talk on the mic about AW. He said, this sucks. It's unwatchable. Turn the channel on. Like Scott Steiner type crap. Um, Wes Briscoe was also at the show, I do believe, because I saw his Instagram, and he was posting stuff about the show. It, it was, he seemed like he was in the show. Thought I saw him on camera, too. So Wes Briscoe was there. The Wes Briscoe to AEW confirmed. I watched the show with him, and give it a 5 out of 5 star rating. I mean, Wes Briscoe. Um, but yeah, he said, this show is unwatchable, it sucks, and I, sh- <laughs> and I should have trusted my gut and never came here. These gymnastic kids doing flips, they suck. And then Lance Archer came out and is mad that this Lambert dude said the show sucked and hit his finishing move on him. Great segment. Favorite part of the show right there because this dude came out and said, AW sucks. <laughs> part great, great segment right there. So then we had the main event, Eddie Kingston and Penta versus the Young Bucks. Eddie Kingston and Penta aren't a tag team. And this is for the tag team titles. They aren't a tag team. I'm so confused of why this is a team, but whatever, hey, you know, it's whatever. So, uh, the Bucks came out, and they're, they're giving, they, I didn't like them as faces, I thought they should be heels. Well, they turned them heel, great move, but they should have just kept being themselves. Now they're, like, imitating every heel in the business. Sometimes they're doing Jeff Jarrett struts, and then going around like the macho man, they're wearing stupid clothes. It's stupid. You... Just you should have just kept acting like yourself, and you would have got the same reaction, the boos, whatever. Um, and they did a stupid, 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 stupid spot. This was a street fight too, by the way. So Eddie Kingston put the chair on Nick Jackson. The chair was falling. Well, Nick Jackson decides I'm gonna. He he held the chair on his groin. For Penta to do the move to him. He's holding it on him. Why? Just do the move without the chair. It's it just in case you thought wrestling was real again. You missed the first stupid part of the show. Wrestling's fake again. <laughs> Which everybody knows that. But just in case you're a kid. And you're watching this match. Wrestling's fake. Yeah, that's what they said. Wrestling's fake. Here you go. This dude's going to hold a chair onto himself. So the dude can do a move onto the chair. Well, he's holding it. It was stupid. Whatever. Um, uh, Penta did a Canadian destroyer through a table to Matt Jackson. Best, I, bet, I liked it. it. I mean, I'm not a big fan of doing the Canadian destroyer unless it's going to be the finish because, like, it's a front flip pile driver onto a dude's head. So I think it should end the match. It shouldn't just be, hey, well, <laughs> kick out at two. <laughs> Whatever. Um... And then, uh, the, the heels aren't smart because, uh, and the, to Nagazawa or whatever his name is is out here. And Brandon Cutler's out here. And it's a street fight. So really, it should be on, it should be four on two the entire match because you have Nagazawa, Brandon Cutler, the Bucks, versus Pinta and Eddie Kingston. So it should be four on two the whole match, but ultimately the heels aren't smart. Apparently heels are never smart. <laughs> it's just... Contents. And then, uh, 
the ref got knocked out or something, and one of the Bucks tapped out. Um, also, Matt Matt Buck no sold a sling blade. That's great. Uh, they also did another spot where one of the Bucks held the other one up so they could get hit with the move, and I thought it was stupid, but whatever. Uh, basically, the ref gets uh, knocked out, and the Buck taps, but the ref doesn't see it. And then the Good Brothers come out, so it should be six on two the whole time. And then Frankie Kazarian came out and put Brandon Cutler through a table. Um, <laughs> Eddie and Penta have the match one again, but the ref is out again. A new ref comes out and is slowly taken out of the ring. And then Eddie Kingston brought out thumbtacks, and the, the Bucks did a hurricane run into the thumbtacks on Penta, and the Bucks won. Great match. They gave it a one out of five star because of the two the two stupid things in the match. They gave it a one out of five. I didn't grade any any part of the show, but I'm gonna give it a one out of five because of the one the three stupid things they did in the match. No, actually, we'll do four. They no one of them noticed a sling blade at the end of the match. Great, right there. One of them, the other one, held the chair on himself so the other, so Penta could do a move on him. Great, right here, right there. Then they didn't take advantage of the numbers advantage. They had the entire match in a street fight. It's like if I, it was me versus somebody else. I had three dudes at, behind me also on my side. And I said, hey, let's not. It'd be like if you were in a real fight. And you had... Two, you're, you had two guys against five guys, and only two guys fought. The other three just stood around. That's basically what that was. Great, right? Uh, also, the Canadian destroyer threw a table that did in the match. Great, right, right there. Um, dude, I, I just can't watch this product anymore, man. Well, I am, because it's, I have hope for it. Hopefully, hopefully the acclaim take the belts off the Bucks or the Hollywood Blondes or whatever the Varsity Blondes. That's right, the Varsity Blondes get the titles off of them. But yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, so yeah, uh, more NBA stuff coming soon. We're gonna keep doing the AEW thing on Wednesdays or the Thursday podcast. So yeah. Oh, there goes. Well, maybe you'll start watching Monday Night Raw again and have them on Tuesdays. But jeez, I can't watch Monday Night Raw, man. Just three hours, and two of them ain't worth my well, two hours isn't worth my time. Sure as heck, three is not worth my time. Uh, so yeah, thank you for listening to the Three O Podcast. Stay safe. Peace out.